Good Monday night, live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. My name is Chris Haymeyer, and we have a great show for you tonight. American football, we'll be talking that in our first half hour as we talk about the season-ending win with head coach Mike Minter and our football soccer guru, Zach Burley, our great play-by-play announcer and Campbell alum. He'll be here and he'll bring along some of our great women's soccer student athletes, all-conference players, Jackie Richards and Lainey Peabody will be here. All three of them will talk about their fantastic season. Of course, the women winning the regular season in the Big South Conference, and we'll talk a little bit about the World Cup as that has started as well. But back to American football, and joining me now, he was a back-to-back national champion with the Nebraska Cornhuskers in the 90s, an NFC champion with the Carolina Panthers in the NFL. He is, of course, Campbell head football coach Mike Mincher. And, Coach, we sat right here on this stage not too long ago when you told me about how a win would make turkey taste so much better, and that turkey is going to taste really, really good as you close the season with a dominant 34-7 to win on the road at Delaware State. Oh, that was so well-deserved by these guys. You know, when you're going through a, a, a tough stretch um, in the season, four weeks losing four games by six points, seven points, um, man, that, that makes it tough for guys to show up every day and continue to put that work in. And they did that, you know. And, and um, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to my coaches having their guys ready to go, having their guys focused in on practicing hard and and showing up on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and then getting on the flight and staying connected. It was cold. It was going to be a, a, a tough situation for them, and they was able to dominate the whole game because they was ready to play. And um, that says a lot about the culture that we, you know, that we're building, um, Chris, and so – Yes, that turkey is going to be really, really good now. Um, and now I can smile at my family and say good things to them on Thanksgiving. No doubt. And, and you, you put it out there, but this had everything written on it of, you know what, we'll go up there and fold up the tents. It was 40 degrees at kickoff with the wind chill. It was in the 20s. It was a long plane ride. It was a long bus trip. You were playing a non-conference game. But to have your guys locked in, again, the culture you were building, that's evidence number one, isn't it? Uh, It really is. Um, You know, uh, you you had nothing to play for. So other than the love of the game. And and so all week long I'm preaching to my staff. I'm preaching to the players. Hey, guys, this is where you show your heart. This is where you show all that work you've been putting in when, you know, you have really nothing to to play for and and, and – how are you going to show up at that time? So this is the same thing that happens when you're working, right? You become an adult, you get a job, and then some days you don't want to go. But you have to, yeah. right? You got to get up. You got you to take care of your business. And um, that's what they learned. They learned that in that game. And I was just so proud of how they came out and dominated from the start of the game to the end of the game. The first time I believe that we – played four good, solid quarters um, as a football team, and it showed. A 34-7 victory and so many high points in it, but Haj Malik Williams, your quarterback, your all-conference quarterback, 
not a coincidence that uh, he went down in, in the first half um, uh, of the game uh, against Bryant, and then wins were hard to come by. He came back in this game. A little bit of a surprise to me until we met on Thursday, and you let me know, hey, Hodge is going to be back. Talk about the decision for both of you to have him play and then how you thought he played. Well, I, I, you know, Hodge, he, he did it the year before when we played JMU. He was able to come on a broken ankle and, and play a game um, at a high level um, against JMU because we needed him to. We didn't have no quarterbacks at the time. We were like, look, man, can you, can you go? And he was like, yeah, Coach, I can make it happen. And he looked terrible, right, throughout the week. And then we get to Saturday and he turns it on. Um, so this year was easy. Again, we didn't have a quarterback. So, so we were like, hey, Haas, can you go a little bit? And he was like, yeah, Coach, we can, I got you. And um, so when he, when he decided to do it, um, he, he prepared, um, looked bad <laughs> throughout the week as far as his running ability. You weren't worried, though. I wasn't worried because he didn't done it before. And, um, you know, got in the game and orchestrated the offense at a high level on one leg, right, and a, and a sore arm that he got on his elbow. And so, you know, these things is, is – it's amazing when, when guys can go to them places to, to do that. And so he played a great game, um, you know, over 200 yards passing, a couple touchdowns there. Um, just really just, I think, gave the juice to the offense that was needed for us to um, be able to put up them points. And definitely says something about, we know about his talent. You can see that on the field. You, you see on his stats. But, but that, that he's done that two years in a row and was able to perform, that, that says something different about his heart and his head, doesn't it? It really does. And, and, and I tell people all the time because in order to do that when you, when you hurt or you injured and able to play past that, you have to be able to take your mind to a place where, um, you know, most people can't go. And, um, and he has the ability to do it. And, and so I know what it feels like to be able to go to that place and um, play when you're injured. And so it, it's just an amazing thing to have a kid like that on your football team that's leading your football team. And, and I thought the defense fed off of that, Chris. I, I, I thought it was really, really good with the special teams, you know, feeding off of that. And, again, I, I got to give a lot of credit to my coaches because – they are with them guys 24-7 throughout the week to have them ready to, to go out there and perform like that. Um, on the road, man, that's, that's, that's really, really um, encouraging as we go into this offseason. Um, even though it's, it's not what we wanted, nobody is satisfied with five and six, but we are very happy with our future. Um, we got a bright future, and it's going to be fun going into that new league that sent five teams to the playoffs. So it's going to be a tough league. I call it the SEC of, <laughs> of FCS football. And, um, man, we're looking forward to it. It was a defensive performance, uh, Coach. Uh, it was a banged-up defense, too. You, you had guys that just could not go, and you limited them to 166 yards of total offense, just 74 yards passing. And C.J. Tillman, he's healthy again, and what did he do? A career-high 16 tackles. Three tackles for loss. He had a sack. When he is healthy, your super sophomore is outstanding. He, he really is. He, he, he's – when you talk about the heart of the team, of the defense, and the, the engine that makes it go, it's him. Um, 
he's a middle linebacker, so he has to be that. And when he's healthy, he's he's a he's a force, and he really. Um, I, I told him and I told Miles, you guys are auditioning right now for the leadership of this defense. So all week long, I want you guys to lead. I want to see how you lead. And um, they was on these guys all week and, and really stepped up um, knowing that Dorian Jones is going to be gone, knowing that Josh Johnson um, is going to be gone. Um, it's time for them to step up, and they did, man. They, I mean, you see the numbers with CJ. He was all over the football field having fun playing this game, and that's how you play that way. You can only play that way when you free a thought and you plan this game for love and fun. Coach, your old guys on the defense are pretty good, too. Gabe Holmes, how about that? Eight tackles, a sack, and a fumble recovery. He might have had his uh, best game in a very long career like that. And then Monconia Gaffney, two sacks, a forced fumble, five tackles. It's great to see your seniors go out on top. It, it really is. Um, you know, with Monconia and, and um, Gabe, both guys, man, they gave us a lot in their years of being here at Campbell University. And to see them, you know, end their career. I told them, I said, guys, look, you're going to remember this game for the rest of your life. So you better go out there and perform in a way that you want to be able to be able to talk about it 10 years from now um, and, and not try to um, erase it from your memory. <laughs> and so these guys did it. They, they showed up. They took the advice. And they said, you know what, I'm going to make this one something that I can talk to my grandkids about one day. And um, and Gabe, he can turn that film on and say, look, look, look what I did. And <laughs> Monkovia with, with the big game that he had, again, it, it was a great team defense um, a, um, performance that we had. And, and so I was really proud of, of them guys stepping up with so many injuries that we had. And then, the, you know, the previous three weeks, you're giving up 40-some points a game. <laughs> Um, and, and these guys able to come together and say, not this day and not this time. Let's talk about your special teams being special once again. Not only have we mentioned them on every single show because somebody is, is doing something outstanding, but we're mentioning maybe some names that we haven't known. That's what special teams is all about. Mike Swain blocked a punt, recovered it in the end zone. Again, you guys make a big play like that. It's not just not a one-block punt. You guys have done that multiple times this year. Your special teams, you notice them when they're not good, but gosh, when they're good, they add so much to the team, don't they? They, they really do. It's three phases of the game that's really um, that you need to have, and all three phases showed up in this game. Chris, um, great job by Mike Swain. Mike Swain's a walk-on safety um, that have worked his tail off to be able to get into the rotation of, um, you know, Coach Williams' special teams. And, and so he got in the rotation late in the season, and he just got better and better and better. And, man, I was so proud when, when I knew it was him who blocked the punt and then recovered it right in the end zone to get a touchdown. That's, a, that's something that's going to give him momentum, give him confidence as he uh, transitioned into – another football season in, in the spring, and I think that'll help him and his confidence of, of competing to try to get some playing time on the defense. But special, team, you know, special teams, you got to have it. And we said coming into the season, if you block punts, you win games. 
So I told Coach Williams, we're going to block punts. We, we're no longer worried about returns. Let's go after people. Let's be aggressive. And um, that's what we was doing and, and um, got a couple of block punts this year. So yeah, it's no really kidding. good. You got them and you got them in the end zone as well. <laughs> uh, just incredible. And then, and then we go back to, to some of your seniors that have given so much. But Austin Height. It started off as a as a good story and like good, you know, he's filling in for some injured guys, and then all of a sudden it was kind of like, this guy's a starting receiver for you guys. This guy's making catches. This guy's catching touchdowns, and he caught another one. He is the epitome of you work hard, you do what you're supposed to. It pays off. Today we do the senior thing where I I, I give a speech about each senior. They walk up and then they give a talk to the team that's going to come back next year, right? No, no kidding. So, so, so that's what Monday that, after the season that's is. What that's what Monday what after the season is, right? It's all about them. And um, when, when, when I got the ball, because we give them a ball in a case and with their name on it and all that, and when I got the ball and I looked at his name and I, and I was talking, I couldn't, I was tearing up. Um, I couldn't get it out. I just told him to come up because his story is so, so incredible where you come you walk on you living in your car for a whole year um you're trying to make ends meet to go to school try to play football and he never gave up he never quit believing in himself and um had one of the most incredible years for a person who have come from where he's come from yeah to be able to catch touchdown after touchdown and make big plays for our offense uh, just an unbelievable story there. Unbelievable indeed, and uh, unbelievable your team going up there. Just a dominant, as you say, four-quarter victory. And, and you took the gas off at the end, too. You got a lot of different people in, or it would have been even more lopsided. But 34-7, to the final score. Campbell wins their final game of the season up at a very chilly Delaware State. Okay, coming up after the break, we will talk about what's next for Campbell football and what the offseason involves and a signing day that's going to be fun to talk about indeed. And then stick around in the second half hour of our show. We will talk women's soccer, World Cup football, a whole lot of stuff with a couple of our special student athletes and Zach Burley. That's coming up after the break. Some more football talk with Mike Mincher. This is Camel Call Live. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded more than a half dozen championship-level facility projects. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund several new projects, including a new Gore Arena sports medicine facility. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click the Give button. Thanks for supporting the Fighting Camel Club. Hi, Campbell fans. I'm Christy Yarbrough with REMAX United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting-edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time! Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. 
There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love. Baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats all covered in melty cheese and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo and Garden Veggie or get creative and build your own Papa John's. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Welcome back to Cole Live, coming to you from the county seat in downtown Lillington every Monday night. So even though football season, unfortunately, is over, our fall sports have wrapped up. Uh, we will be here every Monday night as well. We'll kind of go over into the winter thing. So we'll talk men's basketball, women's basketball. Next week, we have our nationally ranked wrestling team will be in the house as uh, their head coach, uh, Scotty Sintes, will tell us about a season that has already started. There is no off-season in sports anymore. You know that, Coach, as Mike Minner joins me in here for the second segment. So what happens is you guys wrap up the season, and then you've been recruiting all year, all year around, but it really goes into high gear because signing day is literally just a couple weeks away. It really is, Chris. And, uh, so what we got to do is we got to make sure we get all these guys to the finish line. Um, I believe we're in the top 50 um, right now as far as a recruiting class in the country, and that includes FBS. And um, so it'll be our second time that, that you know, ranked that high. Being the wait, wait, one. wait, 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 say that again. Yeah. So you're going to be in the top 50 in the country, yeah. FBS included? Included, yes. Okay. That, that's okay. 300 and something schools, and, and we number 50, right? So um, it, it's going to be amazing to get this second class in. And so the future of what we're doing with football, it's, it's, it's bright. It's, um, you know, you, 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 we're in the process of um, recharging this up and re-getting all these different players. And, and um, you, you had five or six true freshmen on the field that really dominated the game um, last weekend. So, the, you know, that's the future. Now you go get about 25 more of those guys. And now your depth and your speed and your talent becomes a little bit um, deeper. You, you get a little bit older with these guys because they played a lot of football this year. And so, Chris, you go into the CAA, you know, with a lot of young talent. And, um, and so, you know, eventually these guys are going to grow up and, they, and they're going to be, you know, grown men. And, and that's when you start to see the – 
the you know getting over the hump and getting into the playoffs and and, and trying to win a national championship um that that's that's where we headed to um and and so it's going to be fun to see this recruiting class so all the coaches will be on the road um they'll be recruiting their um butts off and and um you know we get them here and and um get them signed in in december and uh man we get them hopefully we get a lot of uh mid-year guys so they can come in january do spring ball i think that helps uh, uh you know all them guys i just talked about came early and and i think it helps them to come early because i i don't believe a freshman you know mentally or physically could be ready if he got here in the summer so he has to come early and um so we're looking forward to it. it's going to be a great class again you know hey chris what i tell people all the time i say okay look we're getting the number one class number one okay now we got to win <laughs> <laughs> and um so you know that's that's what that's what's on our mind is is how do we keep developing these guys um so we can put some wins in the win column way more than you putting losses in the loss column you had told me when we talked about this before the season even started you said you know i said how how are these new guys number one recruiting class in the country and you said those stars make a difference and we saw those stars you're talking about masco at, at quarterback you're talking about cheney at wide receiver rogers at running back rouser in the secondary these are all guys that not only played but starred at these different positions the stars do make a difference <laughs> and if you get more of those I can, I can see you're you're licking your chops already oh yeah i mean because you you get to coach that right and and if you starting at eight and you got to get to 10 that's better than starting at one and you got to get to 10 and and that's really what these stars do it, it really helps um your ability to teach these guys quicker um teach them more and and miles rouser he i mean he he's not only a great talent he understands the game like you know the last game we had he was pointing people around telling people where to go i'm like man you just turned 18 how do you know <laughs> yeah. how to tell a 25 year old where to go line up and, and he was able to do that and he's going to be a special um talent as far as leadership and um you know the things you know he's immature so we got to mature him up from that standpoint off the field um but man chris he wanted he want to be that and I, I just can't wait to see you know paul hudson and um as a defensive lineman yeah that's another one i forgot I mean, right. he, he came in he started, he started for you yes. on the defensive line yes yes and, and um you know sledge was a guy that started at corner this game yep. for the first time and um, nobody caught a ball on him. He's a big reason of why we held him to that many yards in the air. Um, man, just can, can just really compete and, and really have the ability to make plays and make it very, very difficult for the opposing football team. Uh, you had mentioned it a couple times already. The Big South is done for, for Campbell Athletics, moving all of athletics over to the CAA. But for those that don't know, and you weren't exaggerating when you said that the, the CAA is like the SEC of the FCS conference. We're throwing around a lot of uh, a lot of letters here, but five members of the CAA conference, and they only get one automatic bid, but four other at-large were, were chosen. Tell me about how challenging that league is. Well, you, you think about, um, I think we're going to have, what, 13, 14 teams, 15 teams? 
and and five of them. I mean, that's they thirteen now. I think um, us and A and T will make um, fifteen, but thirteen, five of them <laughs> is yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean that that's enough, right? Just to know <laughs> that if if, if you you're gonna play them five teams, everybody's gonna play them five teams, and and um, that's every week. So it's not like I, I got one of the five. <laughs> I'm gonna play them five teams five weeks in a row, and that's not even counting Rhode Island, who was the first team out. So we could have had six. And man, that's a lot of football teams, and um, you know it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be fun, though. It's, it's gonna be exciting because you basically get William and Mary every week. You basically get you know Elon. So we play Elon. We play William and Mary. We know what that football looks like and, and and now we get a chance to play a richmond you know you get a, you get a chance to um re-up and, and and play hampton again and and um and so man it's going to get good and and you know one day we're going to go up there to play maine and you know delaware and all those type teams history yeah you know football history at this level and so we're looking forward to it chris it's going to be fun it's going to be challenging um you know we got to get better and, and, and we got to get better in a hurry because this football conference will beat you up physically and mentally. Um, you, think, you think it was tough this year. It's going to be really tough, man, when you, when you talk about eight games in the CAA next year. Eight. William and Mary, uh, the team uh, up in Williamsburg, Virginia, was a team that you played on week two. They ended up winning the CAA. They ended up being ranked in the top 15 in the entire country, getting a national seed. You played them to within two scores. There were three interceptions in that game. It was a, it was a game that, that you really thought and knew that if you limited your mistakes, that would have been a down-to-the-wire game. And that's a team that won the whole thing. D does that give you some promise going into the future, knowing that you're not there yet, but you're pretty darn close? It really does, Chris. I mean, you look at it and, and you like, okay, William and Mary, okay, couple scores. Uh, but we had the opportunity to win that on the road, um, first time in that type of environment. Uh, we'll be ready next time. And, um, and they the champs. Okay, I saw New Hampshire. New Hampshire played um, Central. Okay, Central beat them up in New Hampshire. And you saw what we did with Central. That was probably the most, um, I, I would say, we was very healthy. Everybody was healthy that game. Yeah. That was the only game that we had with every single person that we had that we wanted to play was healthy. And it, and, and, and it looked like it, okay? We made Central look, look really bad that day. And, and so you look at these things, you say, okay, let's get healthy. Everybody on offense is coming back. Every single person other than Julian Hill. So all the offensive line is coming back. You know, the, all the receivers is coming back. So we're going to be really, really happy and excited um, going into the offseason. Um, but, again, that's two scores. That's, it, it sounds close, but, but it's really not. So we got a lot of work to do um, to try to get um, competitive. You look at Elon. Last year they, they beat us by a point um, at our house. And so – um, again, you know, and they in the playoffs. I think they eight and three right now, and and um, got a seed in the playoffs. All these games and all these teams, we say, man, we're not far off, 
but we got a lot of work to do in closing that space because they're going to get better too. So it's not like <laughs> they're going to stay the same. <laughs> yeah. I wish they would stay the same and we get <laughs> know, better, right? but that's not how it works. They're going to get better too. Um, so we got to get even more um, room um, to catch up with them guys because of the fact that they will get better. Their coaches will get other guys to come in and, and help their teams get better too. So um, that, that's really what you're looking at. So even though it's two scores with William and Mary, one point with Elon, um, that's still a lot of ground to make up because they're going to get better next year too. And this is something that you're looking forward to. You want to take Campbell football into this league because you think it can do a lot for the football program in the university. It, it, it's going to do a whole lot, Chris, because now you're talking about a national game every week. And, and you're talking about the most competitive league in FCS football. Why why wouldn't we want to be in that in that league? And and so I'm excited because we do get to put Campbell football, Campbell University, all the other sports that we have, um, Campbell athletics. We get to put it on the map, and and we don't have the history that these other teams have. You know, they they got a hundred year history, and and we get a chance to go out there and perform and compete against that week in and week out. And um, my guys are, you know, they really excited because they know uh, this is going to, you know, pull the best out of them. And that's all you want as a competitor. You want to be able to get on that football field and compete with the best. He is a former national champion. He is the best, former Carolina Panther. He's our head coach, Mike Mincher. Coach, thank you for coming down to the seat every Monday. I know they'll have your burger order ready for you already thank you so much all right when we come back after the break we will uh draw for some prizes so if you haven't yet see the uh fine gentleman over there in the suit he will get you a raffle ticket we will draw prizes for basketball tickets hats and more and we're going to talk some women's soccer when we come back after the break this is camel call live since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded more than a half dozen championship-level facility projects. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund several new projects, including a new Gore Arena sports medicine facility. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click the Give button. Thanks for supporting the Fighting Camel Club. Hi, Campbell fans. I'm Christy Yarbrough with Remax United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting-edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time! Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate. How many fans you're trying to feed? There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself, because Papa John's has done it again. 
Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love. Baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats all covered in melty cheese, and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo, and Garden Veggie. Or get creative and build your own. Papa John's. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Hello and welcome back to our second half hour of Camel Call Live. We're going to be talking some women's soccer, but first we're going to give away prizes every time we come here to the county seat. Every Monday, if you are here and come with us on live show, you get a chance for some live prizes, and we will give those away right now. We've got hats galore up here. So first of all, for a hat, we even brought the, uh, the, the winner toboggan if you need those. Okay, the winner is 625-701. 625701. The short gentleman down here is a winner, and you get to choose your hat. There you go. What hat do you want? That's a good choice. That's a good choice indeed. There we go. All right, we've got more prizes, folks. Here we go for a toboggan 625699. 625699. Uh oh, okay, look out. We've got a whole, uh, we've got another short person that won here. <laughs> and there's your toboggan. Okay, all right, these are for um, our final toboggan here 625696. 625696. Okay, we'll move on. You'll get a toboggan and a four-pack of tickets to our – wait, we got it. Here we go. Come on up. Winners galore. Thank you so much. And um, finally, this is for a four-pack of tickets for any men's or women's basketball game coming up. Go to GoCamels.com for the schedule. 625-703-625. Seven zero three winners. All right, thanks everybody for um, coming out tonight. Every Monday night, and appropriate that the man that has seen more Camel Call Live live is here again. All right, thank you. Now we will get to the football, the soccer, as we have uh, two of the best from our women's soccer team, Jackie Richards, Laney Peabody. Laney Peabody is a defensive player of the year. Both of them are on the Big South Conference first team. And we also welcome in our Campbell alum, our play-by-play -play announcer for both men's and women's soccer in Zach Burley. Zach, I'll let you take uh, this part of it away. I'll just uh, sit back and listen. Chris, thank you so much. Um, first of all, thanks both of you for being here. Um, the world's focus has turned to soccer um, now, so it's, I think, a perfect time for us to kind of 
put a dovetail in what has been a really great year for both of you. First off, Lainey, um, this season has been a little bit different from you than, than last because of your transition into more of a defensive role as far as a slide to the center. For you personally, what was that like, you know, kind of reining in a little bit more of your attacking instincts and then having to grow even more vocally to be more of a leader maybe than when you were asked to last year? Yeah, it was um, definitely a change in scenery, not being a part of the attack as much as that I, like as much as I was yeah. in my first two seasons. Um, I honestly think that it was probably the best thing that ever happened for me. I really, really enjoyed playing center back this year, and I felt like I was able to be more confident as a player and really lead my teammates and. I still was able to get in for some corner kicks. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I got still my got three medium. goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got my happy medium of the two. So I definitely enjoyed it. And I mean, I still can play outside back. So yeah. it's never necessarily over for me. So. Well, you didn't have to do it alone. You were joined by one of the best defenses in the region. You also had alongside you Mary Tierney on immediately to your left and then Delaney Baumbeck on your right. And then most of the time it was Olivia Neal beside you. What do you want to say about that group and how they helped you slide into that role and then the quality beside you? Because I imagine your job's a little bit easier when you've got Mary bombing down one wing and then you've got Delaney there to slop to make sure that any of your sloppiness or anything that goes wrong is going to be cleaned up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love those three girls so much. They really did help me all the time, and I think that it was really, really beneficial at training to just be, you know, next to them and learn from them and learn from each other and push yourself. And it's, I think what was really cool was like, if I did make a mistake or if one of them made a mistake, we always had each other's yeah. backs. And I honestly like every single person on the field, like so good, so yeah. good at soccer, so successful in everything they do and they work so hard. So no matter who it is around you, that really is like something we pride ourselves on is how hard we work, so. Jackie, I had to write this one down because it's a mind-boggling stat. You had a goal and an assist in every game but five, and really? you had eight what? points <laughs> in the last eight of the last nine games. I um, so, I mean, a great season. You had uh, the most assists on the team, got in the double digits with ten. Um, what was the chemistry of that front line like? I know a lot of your assists were to Jess, but what made that tick? I mean, what was going on up there that was so successful for you guys this year? Yeah, um, thank you. And... I think it was just kind of, even going back to last season, um, we did definitely lose some players, but I think we had a lot of chemistry, yeah. and I think this team was very, um, we relied heavily on each other, and we all had each other's backs in that way, and I think that's how we all kind of fell into the process and fell into buying into each other, and it was just, I don't know, I always want to do the best for the team, and I think everyone has that same idea in their head, and it was never unnoticed in the way we play, and I think that's why we were so successful is just because we were all willing to do what it took for each other to succeed and um, win the regular season. Like, it was awesome. So I'm really happy and proud to be a part of the group. Um, speaking of success, it's, it's something I have to ask because, you know, we weren't going to ask this while it was going on, but, but you all lost a game to Liberty on August 28th. And then for the rest of the regular season, you did not lose a game. When you were on a, a, a heater like that, what was it like? Do you notice it? Did it, did it not happen right away? What, what was it like going through that? Um, yeah, I think uh, after losing um, that early in the season, I think it was just kind of a hard pill for all of us to swallow. I mean, we all 
have so much pride in this team and who we are. And at that point, I remember we were in a huddle and our teammates were just like, it's a mentality thing. It's a, it's control what you can control. And um, it's all about your effort and what you can put into it. And I think um, kind of like going back to what you said, like we didn't lose since. And I think that's just a testament to who we are and how hard we're willing to work and in order to be successful and win, you know, so. I think going off of that too, like, what she was saying about mentality is was huge for us. And I think in our preseason games, we were very – we didn't know how it was going to go. You know, we came off of two really strong seasons, and, you know, we just had a coaching change. Like, there was so much going on in our minds that we stuck together. Every single one of us has a role in our team. Every single one of us supports each other. So going through all those losses, it was like, okay, let's lean on each other, and then let's fix this. And we all want to win, so – it was honestly a pretty easy fix. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about some of the young bucks. So starting off with you, Jackie, I mean, this was a huge year for Reagan Bioto. I mean, she oh, yeah. stepped up as far as minutes, goal contributions go. Elise Holsey came in as well, and then Callie Backlund as well. She seems to like the scoring games together. I think she had a couple of braces as well. Um, what is it like seeing them step up, you know, behind you and, you know, Elise Holsey sometimes playing in your position now that you are the upperclassman, you're the experienced player, people are looking to you rather than the other way around. What is it like seeing their progression this year specifically? I mean, honestly, I think that's one of the most fun things to be a part of is, like, knowing that um, these upperclassmen and, like, the group of people that we've had here, like, we're able to be the impact and make the difference of developing this program and, um, I think all of us are willing to help everyone underneath us and um, just have them grow in the process with us. I think everyone's willing to help out or give them a little nudge on their shoulder, but also be that shoulder to cry on. I think everyone's um, everyone was really great about it. I mean, Reagan's awesome player. Like KB's awesome player. Elise's awesome player. Like everyone's growing, and the standards so high already. And I think. Um, as everyone's getting better and better and we're all working hard, that standard's only getting higher. So it's something cool to be a part of and watch at the same time. Similar one for you, Lainey, except you had two true freshmen, Natalie Jamison, who was amazing in her first year, and then Sierra Vance, who came in during a middle part of the season, obviously didn't get to play in the beginning, but, I mean, was stellar during her time as well. What was that like working with true freshmen coming in, not just to the Division One level, but then the level at which y'all play? Um. I mean, I think something that I would always remind them is, like, it's just experience. That's all you really need to be super successful is experience the losses, experience the wins, all the hardship that goes throughout season. And I think it's a lot to balance for a freshman, yeah. like, going into a brand-new place and, you know, playing soccer every single day. It's not, it's not what you're used to at all. So I think playing with them, I mean, they're both so good. Like, it was really an honor to play with them. Um but I think that they just continuously pushed each other, pushed themselves, and really fought to make a name for themselves, which is what it's about. You yeah. always want somebody nipping at your heels trying yeah. to take your position. So I want to talk about what was a big night because there was a lot of goals, because there was the third trophy in as many years, the Longwood game. Uh, first off, I want to talk about the, the big moments, which I think were, first of all, Jackie, the Christian Jensen goal. Um, I know that was like an incredible, incredible moment because both of you have seen her struggle with off-field stuff throughout the years with injuries, and I know everyone wanted so much from her in that moment, and she almost scored against High Point, and we saw how excited everyone was, and then finally there was that breakthrough. What was it like for both of you, starting Jackie, for 
that moment to finally happen, to see the elation on her face, her family's faces, and then, of course, that of the bench. Yeah, I mean, even having it on senior night just made it, like, topped it off, cherry on yeah. top. I think um, that's just a moment, like, you can feel, like, the, the energy in that moment and just kind of what everyone was feeling on that team and, like, um, just how connected we all were. And, like, that's such an amazing moment. Like, I don't think she'll ever forget that, and I don't think I'll ever forget it either. Like, I think a lot of people had some great moments. I know Sage got her first goal. Yeah. Leah Rogers got her first minutes in a very long time. And, like, everyone was just – it was it was amazing. Like, it was amazing to be a part of and just feel that energy. I mean – Everyone, I think, enjoyed that day, and it's something really cool to see. And to add on to that, just when you thought the game was over, we're going to be celebrating a regular season championship. No, Haley <laughs> Cranbill decides to yeah, make one on as that well. Was yeah. awesome. I mean, like, there was that like was seconds so left cool. to go. I mean, in n neither of you <laughs> were on the field, I think, which no. is not something you're normally used to seeing a goal scored when you're not on the field. We what was that like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, there was video on the to field prove from it. The yeah, we very much have evidence of that. What was that like from that standpoint, a place you're not very used to seeing? Oh my God, we just wanted to charge the field and uh -huh. jump all over everybody. But jump um, the fence and go. Yeah. It was awesome. Everybody fans. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, it was it was super special. That whole night was just so warming. Like that's that's why you do what you do. You know, yeah. like that's why we play soccer. That's why we love it. And I think those moments just make it so bittersweet. That yeah. was so awesome. I thought that atmosphere as well with the crowd and. I've been here for a long time. It, it wasn't always like that at soccer atmospheres because of, of, of you all being who you are and the success, but then you support the other teams and they support you. If you could talk a bit about how you've really brought the Campbell community together to put together an atmosphere that was just sensational. Honestly, I like when I first came to Campbell, I really noticed how cool and how close every team is, and I think that it shows that all of the sporting events held at Campbell is – Everybody is supporting each other. Everybody wants their our team to win. Like, it's really cool, and I think the atmosphere at Eeks is unmatched. I I remember last year in our semifinal game against Radford, we scored a, I mean, we scored a good amount of goals in that game, but <laughs> um, we scored one goal, and I just remember running to celebrate and listening to the roar of the whole crowd, and it was like chilling. It was one of the coolest moments, and I'll I'll never forget it. I love. I absolutely adore all of our fans, and we're so grateful for them. Yeah, I think it's definitely my favorite place to play. I think that's why we do so well at home is because the atmosphere that everyone brings. And honestly, like, I wish I could thank every single person in that in the stands. Like, it's awesome to be there and feel that. I think that's kind of part of, like, our driving force of why we do so well at home. And um, it's great to see. And everyone's so connected here as athletes. And, I mean, you'll see it at any other game, too, and I think – just kind of women's soccer was able to um, hit it home and mm -hmm. get all those wins. So, Yep, 7-0-1 mm. at mm -hmm. home to continue that tradition as well, undefeated again. So for both of you, you have a similar story of being transfers, joining this program. Um, I think I know the answer to this question, but do you think it paid off? Do you think making this <laughs> leap of faith, coming from your respective universities, oh, yeah. coming from very different places to come to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, <laughs> has paid off for you? Um, 100 a million times percent whatever um, it is probably the best thing I ever did and I'm so grateful for the Campbell community and women's soccer here is just amazing yeah I 100% agree I think that decision of leaving and taking that risk is so like um, you're so can be so hesitant about it but I'm I would never change that for the world like I think this is the best place I've ever been it's such an awesome uh, place it's the people are awesome everyone's great like I wouldn't change it for the world 
Now, both of you are part of a very large senior class um, and a group that will go down in history as the most successful in program history. You're talking the likes of Jessica Donald, who will go down as a, as a legend in this program. Mary Tierney, a huge impact transfer. Uh, some players who like had difficulties with injuries but still managed to fight through it, like Taryn Phillips, Leah, uh, Leah Rogers, and then Kristen Jensen as well. I mean, what do you want to say about the group that you've kind of inherited you almost and then you got to be kind of ingrained with about not only how they helped you adjust but then also how you all grew together and really formed a championship winning mentality in this program yeah oh no okay um one of our first like we had a meeting as a team and we all kind of talked about how we are the biggest class and how we have the biggest impact on what happens on the field just by numbers. There was a huge, like a significant amount of us. And I think that once we all kind of put that together, we realized like there's something we need to take on our shoulders and there's something we need to do. And I mean, we were talking about it in the car right here. Like when we didn't have a coach and we were kind of in the midst of no coaches yet, um, we, every single one of our teams showed up to practice every day, held by our, just our seniors, and we would play pickup and, you know, do whatever we need to do. Some people would stay late, and I think those are moments I remember that I'm like, that is really cool, and that's what wins championships is we could easily just lay to bed all day. And, yeah. you know, we decided to come out and work really hard, and it did pay off in the end. Yeah, I think the group of seniors that we have, I think – they're the people that I've looked up to the second I stepped foot on campus. I think um, just kind of going back to what Lainey said, like they're, this class was so impactful in this program. I think they're the ones that um, are mainly responsible for keeping our standards so high and pushing. And like Lainey said, going to the field every day, even on the days that we didn't want to or didn't really need to. But um, just kind of having that every day, like going to practice and being like, getting on each other like we need to do we need to do better we need to be great like and not put it not taking our foot off the gas I think that like they deserve so much credit I think it's just a really good group of people and even off the field too they're like great people to look up to I mean I mean just a scholar athlete of the year like <laughs> yeah so smart like such good people so caring for each other like uh, yeah it's a good really good group so now, you've been here a season longer than Jackie, so this may be a different answer than what you have, but is there over these past three years a moment that sticks out to you? Something it doesn't even have to be a, a goal or a, a trophy or something like that, but is there a moment that sticks out to you from these last couple of years, whether it's this season or otherwise, that really sticks out to you as something that you're going to remember forever or is just something that was amazing or funny or something like that, something over the last three years or two years for yourself, Jackie, that stick out to you, either of you if you have it? Uh, the Radford game last year, yeah. semifinals, I think. I mean, it was unfortunate that it scored on us first, but we just hammered them home. Yeah. Like, that was a statement, I think, for us mostly. And just that, like, this is who we are. We're at home. We're winning this championship. Like, this – I mean, unfortunately, we didn't. But this is this is us. Like, this yeah. is who we are. And we didn't stop that whole game. We scored, what, five goals? Like, mm -hmm. that's just – that's a statement. And – I think that stuck out to me the most, and I'll never forget that day. Like, that game was so fun to play, and just everyone was on their game that day, and it was so cool. It was so, so cool to be cool. a part of. Um, I agree with Jackie. I That Radford game was just – it was really cool. I mean, our comp we've always been rivals with Radford and High yeah. Point, and I think that it was so – it was like we're coming in here to get a job done, and nobody's going to get in our way. And I think 
it just makes it even sweeter when you are down one and you come back. Um, I also like this. I told you guys the story earlier, but the fans in that game were just incredible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's nothing like eeks at night when everybody's screaming. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. We'll we'll wrap up here with a switch of this conversation to something a little bit more fun. We were, of course, everyone's talking about the World Cup right now, and so we'll we'll talk a little bit about the international aspect of things, um, both with the men's World Cup, which of course is going on now, and then you look back to the Euros, the women's World Cup in 19, and then of course there'll be one next summer before you guys even play. There will already have been another women's World Cup. You guys have played on teams both here and in other places, I'm sure, growing up as well, with internationals. You're right next door to the men's team who are basically all internationals, <laughs> as yeah. well as this entire university where you're going to be meeting people from all over the world. What is that like when it comes to these moments where, you know, you're rooting for the USA, but you know one of your teammates is German, one of them is from the <laughs> Netherlands? I mean, what is that like both last year when you were watching the Euros and now this time around with the men and the women next summer? What is that time of year like for you guys? Because I think that so many other sports, talking about football maybe, we're used to just watching the NFL. It's just American. But in this aspect, it's a world event. What is it like for you guys playing on that side of things? I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I think having so many internationals and having some of our own on our team, I think that's kind of what helps bring Campbell together so much is the fact that we all come from these different places and we're, like, learning about each other and things like that. And then we get to go watch soccer together and we get to go um, – they get to come to our games. They get to see all this stuff. And I think – like soccer is part of what brings everything together and mm-hmm. I don't know I just feel like it that's what that's a key part of Campbell and just the connectedness that I think is from the internationals and even soccer I think it's a crucial part of us and it's really cool to see so yeah I agree with Jackie and I think when it comes to who we've played with that are international um, I think it makes it more competitive yeah. I know we've watched a yeah. few games together where one of our teammates Rika we're you know we're just going back and forth. <laughs> like she ended up winning, I think, but it was <laughs> it was funny. Oh yeah, it's fun watching games with her. Yeah, it's like Germany versus U.S. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. They did play recently, yeah. and I yep. think that was like the first time that they had won on U.S. soil in a long time. So that oh was a yeah. good moment for her. Um, would you guys have a favorite player growing up, whether in the women's team, the men's team? Did you guys have anybody that, when you were growing up, anybody you looked up to, anybody that maybe helped to get you into the game on the pro level, international level? I think a common answer across women's like women players is Alex Morgan. Yeah. I've always loved yeah. Alex Morgan. I've met her, but honestly, I think the US women's national team just in general is like really cool, really empowering. All different types of people that come and just love one thing and, you know, get it done together. Um, I think their team just in general is very inspiring. Yeah, yeah. same uh, as Lainey, but I was a big Abby Wambach fan. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I loved her. Yep. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think just the women's national team in general, like they're very like great group of people to look up to. Like they're role models to every soccer player in the U.S. And yeah, it was fun watching them growing up and watching them now. Yeah. Um, but even the men's national team, I'm excited to see what they do in the World Cup. I yeah. mean, so yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll finally bring one home. Right? I hope so. <laughs> Isn't it so different that you have to change your aspect? You know, for the men coming in, it's like, hey, you know, if we can make it to the round of 16 yeah. this year and that win. For the women, it's we win, win. the World yeah. Cup yeah, yeah. or yeah. not. It, it's just funny. You have to shift that and be like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. we're probably not going to win it, but the women will play <laughs> in the in the summer. Yeah. To, uh, to wrap things up here, this has been – I've heard people describe this as like the golden era of women's soccer. I mean, I think our generation is the first one to really grow up with soccer as a major sport, I think. Um, and 
you all have seen it grow in the last few years. I mean, we talk about the NWSL is leagues ahead of where it was five, ten years ago. The women's game now is a universal thing as far as international go. I mean, the U.S. women were always a little bit special, but now when you look at the international stage, I mean, all over the world, mm -hmm. the women's league in England, I mean, in Germany, everywhere else you look, I think the women's game is kind of getting a level of respect that it always deserved but maybe didn't always get. What is that like for you all to see? I mean, even talking about the, the leagues here in the U.S., I mean, the amount of sponsor deals you see with the women on TV now. I mean, anytime we're around the World Cup, seeing Megan Rapino, Alex Morgan, Abby Wambach on TV all the time, what is that like to see that, that the time you are both maturing in the game, the game is almost maturing with you as well? It's really cool. I think it's, like, super cool to see how growing up it was, like, a dream to be pro, and then it was, like, but you need to do this, you need to do this, and that, and that, and now it's, like, get yourself in the right position, know what you need to do, and like it's a thing you know yeah. people I used to play with people I used to play against are all up there they're all doing it and like I think it's cool and it's just awesome that there's more money going into it too and like being able to make a lot of money as a woman I think is just really awesome yeah yeah I think um just watching it all grow and being a part of that I think is something really cool and just kind of like you said like it's finally getting kind of the attention it deserves and um I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot of, um, I don't know what this, how to say it, but like, it's all due. Like, it's yeah. due for that. Yep. And I think it's exciting. So, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it'll grow even more. And yeah. I don't think it'll stop anytime soon. So, yeah. Well, the both of you are on the forefront of it, certainly at the collegiate game and continuing to see when you watch like the final four and seeing the mm -hmm. place packed out for a women's college game is amazing. And even when you look at the regular season and you see teams all across the country, both at Eakes and at other places where the environment is not as good, um, seeing that is just amazing. And so uh, thank you both for being here. Congratulations on another incredible season. Three trophies in as many years. Defensive player of the year, Jess, of course, getting scholar athlete. And so the awards are certainly gravitating to those in black and orange. So congratulations mm -hmm. on that. Thank you both for being here. Thank Jackie Richards, guys. Lainey Peabody, and Zach Burley. And thanks, everyone, for coming <laughs> out to Camel Call Live. We'll be here next Monday to talk some wrestling for head coach Mike Minner and the three beside me. So long and have a great week.